Welcome to the Heart of the Athlete. This is Reggie Etheridge welcoming you to the radio program for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, featuring what God is doing in the hearts and lives of coaches and athletes in Idaho. Now, here are your hosts. Well, hey, folks, welcome to the Heart of the Athlete, the local FCA radio show here on KBXL 94.1 FM, The Voice. I'm Ken Lewis on staff with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho. And here on Heart of the Athlete today, our guest today is Coach Skip Hall. Coach, welcome to Heart of the Athlete. Ken, it's uh, such a pleasure to be with you and looking forward to our time. Yeah, we've, we've, I know you've been on before. It's been a, been a bit. It's been a while. We're trying yeah. to remember how long, but yeah. uh, it's great to have you in the studio today. And I know our, our listeners will be eager to, to hear about uh, just our conversation sure. and uh, things going on in your life. And, but first, we want to tell the folks about, you know, we want to tell everybody about a couple of, uh, some SCA events coming up. Okay. We've got our Coaches and Couples Time Out, which is uh, our SCA Idaho Marriage Retreat up in McCall. It's November 10, 11, and 12. So just it's coming up next weekend. And so wow. there, we still have some spots available for couples to register. You can get your information at fcaidaho.org. You can register there. And our speaker is going to be Justin and Janet Erickson. He's a pastor out of Arizona and uh, does some. they do some marriage ministry and uh, excited about that. They've, they've worked with Ron Brown back there in Nebraska yeah, and the yeah. FCA folks in Nebraska. And Gordon Teeson, and so we're excited about um, welcoming Justin and Jana to Idaho, and then uh, we've got some great worship leaders going to be doing some, you know, our time of worship in each session, and got some free time planned for the couples, and and some really good resources to share with them. So we're excited about that. So folks, sounds if you, like a great weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a great weekend. So folks, if you're interested, and you know anybody that might be interested whether they're a coach or not we just welcome them to be a part of it and uh, and we've had some some sponsorship too that's really made this an affordable weekend so it's uh, $250 and we have actually a few scholarships left too mm-hmm. but um, that's two night stay and three or four meals and, mm-hmm. and and the whole program piece so anyway you're excited about that and then also we've got a fellow who's come on staff to do fca outdoors and specifically archery and so we have some fca archery clinics coming up wow and that's uh gonna be over uh, in the nap area and um, this is for for kids and uh and their parents can come too so it's coming up in november here and uh, starting actually this next week. So we're excited about that. The first, the November session is November 6th, 7th, and the 9th this next week. And then the 13th, 14th, and the 16th, so the following week. So two weeks. And uh, it's just $50 and uh, for six sessions for an hour a session. And then December, we have a, a two-week session as well. So excited about that. And you can get more information and register at fcidaho.org. And then, of course, an event that you uh, you and I are familiar with is coming up in December. Mm. And Friday morning, December 22nd, mm-hmm. for the famous Idaho Potato Bowl FCA breakfast. Right. Always a great one. Yeah. We've had some... We've had some uh, some fun speakers, haven't we, Coach? Yes, we have. Uh, wonderful speakers. Yeah, I know you, uh, you've helped us with a few of those and just making contact with Coach Tom Osborne and a few of the other guys. Right. And, and it's just been a neat opportunity to bring in some people from around the country. Yep. Hasn't it? With, whether they had, you know, pro or college football, mm-hmm. you know, experience. And mm-hmm. uh, some has obviously been both. And, right. Uh, 
And so our speaker this year is going to be another uh, Notre Dame guy, mm. um, Rocket Ishmael. Rocket. Wow. Yeah, you remember him, don't you? Coach? I sure do. Yeah. He was a Rocket, too. Yeah, what an explosive player and yeah. played in Notre Dame and then played uh, in the CFL, won a Grey Cup, mm-hmm. and then uh, was with the Raiders and the Cowboys. And I think he retired with the Panthers, or I, I believe. Mm-hmm. Did you ever run across Rocket at all? You know, we never played him against him, but we sure saw him on TV and what he was capable of doing. And uh, I understand he's got a powerful testimony, too. Yeah, amazing. Yeah. Yeah, amazing. I'm just, uh, you know, I know he and his wife were involved in a lot of different kinds of things and doing music and doing some, or they had been. And then, you know, he, of course, you know, speaks and shares the gospel. And so we're excited about that. So, folks, uh, the registration on that is... uh, We'll have that up any day now on fcidaho.org. And, uh, but you can, get, uh, you can either purchase a table and bring nine other people with you, whether they're people that you work with, their mm-hmm. friends or relatives, neighbors, pe- guys from church. Maybe um, if your kids are on a sport team, uh, uh, you know, you're welcome to bring kids to this as well. And uh, it's right before Christmas, so it's kind of a festive time, you right, bet, Coach? You bet, you bet. Well, put me down for a table again this year. We, everybody we've brought to that has just really thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, yeah. It's been the Lord's blessed it in so many cool ways, like you said. And folks, you also get a, to hear from a player from each team that's playing in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl, right? And uh, and that's been a unique experience. To you know, it's been a couple times we've had some coaches share too. Sure. And the Coach of the Year Award. That's right. Yes, we're, uh, we, we've done uh, the FCA Coach of the Year Award, and um, we're uh, honoring a, a male and female coach. Right. In the, and, and thanks to you with this idea, you've helped us, you know, get this started, you in Virginia. So thank you, Coach, for doing Absolutely. That. Well, I think it's, it's a meaningful thing, you know, and these uh, coaches that work so hard and do things the right way, they need to be honored. Yep. Yeah. So the first year, two years ago, we honored Judd Benedict and uh, Mike McCready mm-hmm. and then and Mike McCready's family. Right. And then this last year, it was Jess Eddy, longtime coach out there at Parma, and also Deb Bradburn, longtime volleyball coach right. in the Meridian and CUNA area, as well as uh, she's a former coach at NNU. Mm-hmm. And that she's back as an assistant at NNU this Is year. She? Oh, so good. she's still coaching. And Jess Eddy, he's still coaching too. So. Yeah. Good for them. But just those coaches that model, you know, Christ, you know, modeling Christ and the right, serving attitude right. and, and, and a lifestyle and, and just embody, embody those um, those FCA values of integrity, serving, you teamwork, bet. and excellence. So thank you, Coach. Absolutely. Yeah, it's been fun. So, well, hey, folks, uh, yeah, Skip, that's uh, a bunch of announcements here. But uh, you have a book that's out. How long has your book been out? Well, let's see. What's this month? October, almost November. It came out about a year ago. Okay. Yeah, and and it's called Coach Em Up, of all things, you know. <laughs> Tell us about that. Why, well, it, why it, Coach it, em Up? It tracks, well, why Coach Em Up is because, you know, there's different ways to coach uh, young people especially but older people too and you know you can either coach them up give them encouragement or you can coach them down and uh-huh. give them discouragement yeah and by far the best way to coach is to coach them up 
you know, to you still have to make corrections, absolutely, mm-hmm. but you do it in a way that's that's winsome, you know, that that doesn't degrade them or or knock them down or uh, cause them a lot of pain, and so that that was exhibited to me a long time ago back at the University of Washington, and and uh, I remember one day we were going in a staff meeting and we were going around the table. Each coach would talk about his players and what was going on with them. Each position coach, and it got to me, and and I said, "Well, man, I've got I've got all these guys. They're sick. They're injured. They got girlfriend problems. They got academic problems." I went on for a while, and finally the head coach looked at me and he said three words: "Coach them up. <laughs> coach them up." Mm-hmm. And that stuck with me, and I really started to think and reflect upon that, and and so from that point on, that was that was my my uh, my motto: is coach them up, yeah. build them up, give them confidence, give them encouragement, give them courage. So that's where it all originated. And then the story that's in the book you, you'll be able to read was was a player that came to me years and years later, and was at the University of Missouri, and he came to the door, and he said, Coach, can I speak with you for a minute? And I said, sure. He said, well, I probably wouldn't remember him, and I didn't. But he sat down, he started to tell me the story that both of us were at the University of Washington 10 years ago. Hmm. And he was having a, he was a walk-on player. He wasn't real good. He, he admitted that. And he said, you know, one day at practice, I was just really messing up. I was stumbling and fumbling and and, and finally, the young coach that was working with me got all over me. He, he was yelling at me, screaming at me, cursing at me. And, and I heard the commotion, and he said, I came over and got in between the two. And he expected me to correct him because hmm. he was the player. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Instead, I looked at this young coach and said five words that literally um, were a tremendous inspiration to this young man. And I couldn't remember what the five words were. I didn't remember any of this. But he said, what you told that young coach was coach him up, not down. Mm-hmm. Coach him up, not down. Yeah. What a novel idea. Build people up and not mm-hmm. instead of tearing them down and yeah. screaming at them and all this. And so anyway, he'd gone on to become a pastor in Missouri. And he said the best wow. sermon he'd ever given was called <laughs> coach him up, coach him not up. down. So yeah, that's kind of the 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 reason for the book, and um, it's done well, and and we still are getting the word out there. It's still fairly fresh, and so if you haven't had a chance, you can get it on Amazon. I'm sure you can get it at some of the bookstores, um, but Amazon for sure, and it's at a special price too. That's really affordable. So a lot of stories in there. Gift. It's about my whole life story mm-hmm. and all the coaching stops along the way, and FCA and FCA has been a big part of my life. It's been 53 years now, I think, that we've been a part of FCA and mm-hmm. various capacities, and and yeah, it's just been a, a real blessing. So, and at the end of the book, there's there's a chapter on. Uh, some some principles, some priorities that that I think are real important uh, have certainly proven to be true over the years, and and I think that's a meaningful chapter as well. Yeah, well, I know it's 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 fun to to read your book because it goes through your journey of coaching. Yep, uh, the des- the different destinations or stops <laughs> along the way, right. from when you first got going in. You know, in Minnesota, right? As yeah. a high school coach. High school coach in Minnesota. And then uh, you ended up being a uh, a grad assistant at University of Colorado. Colorado. Joined Don James' staff at Kent mm-hmm. State. Kent State, yeah, right after the shootings there. Which wow, was so you really, guys, yeah, was really, so that was right after 
yeah. when you guys. Well, it was right before we got there. It was okay. like six months before we got there, but it was a lot of tension and, wow. and unrest on campus. But somehow we pulled it all together and had a great recruiting year, and we went from last in the conference our first year to first the next year. So wow. <laughs> the wow. transformation was real quick. Yeah, and then so we, it was ripe. It was ripe, but it was. Yeah. Also, a tough situation. It was to, yeah, to enter was. in, but uh, but a great challenge. And then you guys, that staff, you know, you guys moved on to University of Washington, right? And then you be, you were at Boise State as the Boise head coach. State, yeah, yeah, six years with the Broncos, and and uh, back to Washington. You know, we had such a great. Took us a couple of years, which is normal when you have a new program, but. After a couple of years, we won the championship, and we went on to beat Michigan in the Rose Bowl, and that started a string of bowl games about ten in a row. Hmm. And uh, yeah, that that was that was quite an amazing time. Uh, we call it my wife Virginia and I call it our Camelot years. <laughs> uh, yeah, but it, they were they were such precious years. And and here at Boise, we we had great great years at Boise State. We went to the national semifinals in 1990. And I remember that game. Boy, yeah, that was uh, down in Nevada, time, right? In Reno. Time, yeah, uh, kick yeah. Miss a kick and. But anyway, we met so many wonderful people here in Boise while we were here. And we, you moved on to the University of Missouri and then down to Phoenix for eight years. But we knew that eventually we would come back because mm-hmm. our kids were here, our grandkids yeah. were here. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's such a great place to live and, and go about your business, whatever that might be. Right. Well, I know you've you got some maybe some potential plans of doing a follow up. Yes, tell us a little bit. Give yes. us a sneak peek. You know, yeah, that yeah. way we'll we'll, st- we'll still buy the book. Right, right, <laughs> right. Well, we're 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 in the explore exploration phase, I guess you would say. But the idea is that I'd like to build a book with the col- co- uh, collaboration with the FCA staff too. You know, we want mm-hmm. FCA to be a part of this, and we want to aim it at. At uh, our youth, for sure, but it would also, I think, be good for for many adults. And and uh, talk about you know just like the name of my radio show, the the game plan for life. Yeah. And we want to give people a, a good look at what a real solid game plan for life would look like from a faith-based standpoint. Right. And so that's kind of the thought. And so we're putting ideas together and thoughts together. And like I said, there'll be a collaboration and. Anybody out there in the audience got any ideas? Why well, shoot them to me, please? Here at the at the station, KBXL. Yeah, I'd love to hear from you. Well, I think there's uh, some good stuff brewing yep. that you've shared with me, and uh, I think it'd be really beneficial to a lot of a lot of people, and not just coaches. Yes, that's and, the uh, that's the object. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, college football these days is. Uh, a lot of it's the same when you were coaching, but some of it's different, and Very some different. of the things like the transfer portal, the name, in image, and likeness, the right. NIL. What are your thoughts on that, and how how is that different, and how what what kind of, what kind of challenges does that bring that that's different than what you guys right. experienced? Right. right. Well, you know, back in the day, we didn't have this transfer portal. In other words, if if a player was unhappy for some reason or another and wanted to transfer. Why they would have to sit out a whole year, you know, at the new school, at the new school before they could become eligible. Well, the transfer portal nowadays has allowed a player to enter the transfer portal and any team that wants to pick them up can pick them up, put them on scholarship and they're immediately eligible. Mm-hmm. So it's quite a difference. The thing that I see that's, that's discouraging to me 
we spend all this time as a coach. You go out and you recruit these players, and you spend a lot of time with their family. You get relationships. to know them well, relationships. Yeah. Spend a lot of money, a lot of travel, and you bring them in, and and then they come to you one day and say, "Well, I'm going to enter the transfer portal." Well, mm-hmm. to me, that's that that's hard. That's <laughs> really hard. <laughs> but on the other hand, there's probably some times where it's legit, you know, for a player to want to right. do that, and they're maybe not plan as much because they're not quite good enough mm-hmm. they want to go to a school where they maybe have a better chance to play so mm-hmm. I can understand that side of it too but when it gets to be some of your better players then that's really you know a knock uh, and the, the other thing is most of the players that enter the travel or the transfer portal I won't say most but a lot of the players that enter the transfer portal never get picked up hmm. So they're taking a chance too, you know. Yeah, I've so, read that, especially yeah. if they're on the bubble or they're not, mm-hmm. you know, not the best player. Uh, so there's a chance that they may not get picked up by anybody, and and that would be a, maybe a loss of scholarship or or whatever. But so the transfer portal has got some some good to it for certain situations, and then some not so good for others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it just I, the word as you're as you're talking there, uh, you know, uh, the word value kind of enters my mind and and as we're talking about this and you know so many people get their their value or their self-worth on what they do right rather than who they are yeah and that's a deep conversation we could talk a long time about that yeah and uh but that whole identity and performance-based identity in sports yeah that's it's a tough that's a tough thing it is uh, it is and so is the NIL, the name, image, and likeness, uh, a, a real tough thing. Because now they're talking about paying some players and not others. And that right there creates some animosity. has potential for it, doesn't it? It does. Yeah. It does. So, yeah, that's, that's a hard one also. And uh, I understand why. I mean, players create the atmosphere, create the, the, the crowds that come to the game and help gain the money that they get through it all but but you know it's still it's taken away from the amateur sports Mm -hmm. it's not amateur anymore if you're getting Mm -hmm. paid for play yeah somehow some way which uh, they're devising i think it's still ongoing as to how it's going to all pan out yeah but, but it's it's still pay for play and that's that's not an amateur sport anymore yeah, I bet this has really been challenging for <laughs> athletic directors and athletic departments yeah, and their staff. Yeah, it sure has. Because yep. you've got all these other sports that you're managing and coaches. Right. And, uh, and a lot of those sports aren't going to have any of this that we're talking yes, about. And right. then, you know, the basketball and football right, is. Right, yeah. So and at a school like Boise State, you know, it's not – it's not a big deal like some of the you know, real big schools, that, you know, like in Alabama or Texas A&M, or, or I've heard that they're paying players hundreds of thousand dollars, mm. which is yeah. know, unbelievable yeah, to me because, this, as like I say, college sports is supposed to be an amateur thing, but yeah. not anymore. Yeah. yeah. Well, Coach, you know, on this, this topic of value and self-worth, and how did, you know, how did you – Avoid the, the you know, there, there's always those great times of vic- string of victories and things like that, which is great. And then there's also challenging times. How did the Lord focus your mind and your heart and your soul as a believer in Jesus Christ? You know, maybe it was some, a, a passage of scripture or, or maybe it was just maybe, 
you know, something that you had heard a pastor speak into your life, but I know, is there anywhere in scripture or anything like that, that, that were, that you just, you kind of really held on to to kind of keep you solid through those, those times. Yeah. Yeah. There, there is a scripture, but first I want to tell the story of how this all came about. I was uh, 35 years old coaching at the university of Washington. We had just come back from the Rose bowl beating Michigan and, and this was 1978 Rose Bowl, and everybody in town was just up up in the air. They were just so excited and patting us on the back. Purple what, everywhere. Everywhere, <laughs> telling us what great coaches we were, giving us keys to the city, all this stuff. And, and, boy, I was lapping it up. I thought, this is pretty neat. But then about three days later, my wife, Virginia, said to me, well, this is profound. She said, Skip, when you stand before the Lord on Judgment Day, He's not going to ask you how many Rose Bowls you won. That's right. How many championships you won. How many All-American players you've coached. Mm -hmm. How many players you've sent to the NFL. What he is going to ask you about, however, is what kind of a relationship have you had with him and with me, your wife, and with your children, Mm -hmm. and what have you taught in the home. Yeah. Well, that hit me like about a 300-pound defensive lineman just nailed me. And I, I couldn't stop thinking about that. And, and finally, I started getting into the Bible, started listening to this guy on the radio, and he, like he was speaking to me every time. His name is Chuck Swindoll, who became a great friend and mentor for me. But that started a spiritual journey that culminated in me bending the knee and accepting the Lord. Mm-hmm. And, and my life changed. Not only was a, a better husband and father, but I was a better coach because mm-hmm. I cared more about the person mm-hmm. rather than just the player yeah. and, and what success we were having. Right. And so that that was huge. But the, the, the verse that stuck with me through all of it, good, bad, and ugly, was Matthew 6, 33. Mm-hmm. Seek ye first the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and all these other things you will be yours as well. Yeah. And that just brought me back to reality every time, you know, I'd start to maybe get off a course. Why? That verse would always bring me back on, seek ye first yeah. the kingdom of God. I love that verse. Yeah. And, and his righteousness. Yeah. And, and that's really the key right there. No matter what you do, where you are, I mean, that's the key. Yeah, that's yeah. so good. You know, you mentioned several things there. You you listen to your wife. You're, right. co- you're being coachable. Yeah. You were accountable. Yeah. You you sought out a mentor. Yeah. Someone to help disciple you. You got into the word of God. You were reading the scriptures. Yep. You were then also then trying to make an impact on your own family yep. first and yep. your kids and now grandkids and uh and then I know, I mean, I'm, I'm sitting here wearing a shirt that's uh Bill the Buckner, Bill, Buck, yeah. Bill Buckner Memorial SCA golf scramble shirt. Yeah. I know that you've been involved in many small groups over the years with other men mm-hmm. and that's kind of the on the the side relationships kind of those watchmen yes kind of guys yes. that that can like we said you know we use that word accountable to keep mm-hmm. you accountable of course mm-hmm. you know your wife was challenging you there mm-hmm. with that and i think those are those are all some key elements in um uh, of course to church i know that you you're right you know you're committed to your church and yeah. you have been for many many years and uh and also, you know, involved with FCA for so long. Yeah. But I think those are all key elements in that discipleship process. And I think that's, I mean, that's a good reminder for all of us, you know, uh, for our listeners too. And uh, so that, 
man, so good. So yep. good, Coach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, the Lord has, has been faithful, as he always is. And, and you know, we just have to kind of stop and s- reflect on our life and see if we're headed in the right direction. Mm-hmm. And if we're yeah. not, well, we need to get on the right path. Right. And we can ask the Lord for help. And even if we are, we're not feeling like we want to, we can say, Lord, <laughs> give yep. us the appetite. Give us the give us that thirst for your yep. word yep. and yep. Uh, so that we can get back into that yep. those things. So, yep. well, Coach, man, the time has just flown by. And uh, I had a man, man, there's so many other things we could talk about. Let's let's do this again soon. OK, sure. and sure. thank you for being on the heart of the athlete today. And sure. Appreciate your friendship and and just your your support of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Well, Kenny, God bless you, man. And keep on doing the wonderful job you're doing. You, you know, you're you're so faithful uh, to the Lord and you, you serve so many young people. Uh, it's just awesome. Really appreciate you and love you, buddy. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Coach. Well, praise God. Well, well, folks, thanks for joining us today on Heart of the Athlete. Thanks for listening today. If you are interested in getting involved with FCA or would like to donate to the FCA ministry, you can contact us through the FCA Idaho website at fcaidaho.org. Join us next week for the Heart of the Athlete, a production of the Fellowship of Christian Athletes in Idaho and KBXL, The Voice. You